Hi everybody, Patrick here. Today we are lucky to be joined on the podcast by Jen Carey and Basil Lim, whose newest card game Rampunctious is on Kickstarter now and is nearly funded. We recorded in a fairly public place, so there is some background noise during the podcast, and I hope it doesn't impact your listening experience. So there we go. Uh, enjoy the podcast, and we'll speak to you soon. Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the Crafty Players Podcast. I am Patrick Brophy, flying solo today, but we're here in Pulse College in Dublin with Jen Perry and Basil Lim, and we're going to be talking about Jen's new Kickstarter, Rampunctious, which launches on Kickstarter on Monday the 13th of March. Hi guys. Hi. Hey. Uh, Jen, do you want to do a quick self-introduction? Uh, hi, I'm Jen. I'm from Dublin. I'm a game maker filmmaker and writer. Um, All excellent skills for Kickstarter. I think so, yeah. I think so. Um, I can't think of anything else to <laughs> say. Uh, I'm Basil Lim, um, I lecture in game design and game art and I freelance in the same um, and have been working on little projects and little games here and there throughout my last few years. Fantastic. So um, usually what we do at the start of the podcast is we talk about one or two interesting games we've played recently. Cool. So, um, Jen, do you want to start us off? Anything in particular jump to mind? Um, yeah, video games are okay, yeah? Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, so um, I've been playing Hidden Folks recently, which is kind of like uh, Where's Wally, but for grown-ups. Okay. So <laughs> it's all like black and white drawings, mm-hmm. but the, the, obviously you have to find people in it. They have a bar down the bottom and you get little hints. But the best thing about it is the sound design because it's all just people talking into it. So if you click on trees, there's a person going swish, swish, swish. Oh, amazing. And uh, you hit the tents and they open up and someone goes zip, 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 zip. And oh, it's adorable. I love it. Fantastic. Speaking of just sound design, have you seen the video that's doing going around on Facebook? The girl who controls the character? Yeah. No? Yeah. She's, She's just a little Unity game and you yell for it to jump. Platformer. I s- oh, I saw that without the sound on. Ah. So it's just it just makes no going. sense. Sound. And like to move, she just like. And then like little move, does little moves. And In case you can't hear that, <laughs> Basil is whispering very quietly. <laughs> and yeah, she's, she's a voice actor, I think, as well. Yeah, I think and, so. Yeah, anyway. Basil, interesting game you've played recently. Uh, interesting game. So I'm going to go board game to swap around. So it's, it's, um, it's not new. But it's not really that uh, common to see around. It's mm-hmm. not that popular. Uh, es- Escape from the Aliens in Outer Space. I've seen it. Yeah. It's a terrible name. Um, but it's a really great game. Uh, we've been playing a, a bit of that. Um, and it's this kind of thing where everyone has a board of the game, uh, a map board. So it's, it's a kind of hidden identity, hidden location game, similar to um, Lives from Whitechapel or Fury of Dracula, that kind of thing. But everyone is hidden, and it's really nice because you get this exact team equality, which isn't common in these hidden movement games. So it's four v four or three v three or whatever it is. Um, it's humans versus aliens, and no one knows who everyone is. And it's this lovely thing where um, you think you've made this super smart tracking of someone. It's like this Captain Soda resting, and you think you've got them cornered, and they're all the way across the other side of the board. Or you kill someone and you find out that you just killed your buddy or something and it's great, great. I love it. It's really good. I love it. I'd like to play that. I, I know someone who has it. And I, it the, the production quality, the graphic design is like it's Yo, really it's straightforward. It's, it's, it's very really minimalist. And um, 
it's it's quite a, a brave thing I think they did because um, if you look at it on a shelf, it's not really very attention grabbing, mm. um, and, it, and it think it takes a certain someone to actually pick it up and look at it and see nothing on it because um, at least the edition I have, I have the uh, ultimate edition. Um, it's nothing on it. There's straight up. It's completely black. It's got the name in white, uh, if I remember right. And if you like hold the box to the light, there's a bit of shiny bit that can, that shows a human and an alien, yeah. but you completely can't see it otherwise. Oh, and it's just this black thing, um, which is quite daring because it's a box that could easily just be ignored on a shelf. Yeah. Um, at least I think. Um, I'm right there as well. I've got the ultimate edition. Just saying, guys. <laughs> no, okay. The reason why I say ultimate is not not just for brag rights. It's uh, just mainly for brag rights. No, if you're gonna buy it, okay, for all listeners, if you're gonna buy it, buy the ultimate because the ultimate comes with um, wipe down <coughs> dry wipes. Ah, so okay. you're tracking your movements on a piece of paper usually, but you use a marker and dry wipe so you can reuse it. And the ultimate edition has there's like loads of special cards that you can use. They're not difficult. There's just a lot of them. Um, and the Ultimate Edition has a legend on the top, so you can ex- it ex- explains every single card, right? So it's a lot easier to pick up and stuff like that, because um, it is a little bit tough the first time you play to kind of get the hang of it. It's a lot of new mechanics. In They're not new mechanics, but it's just implemented in a way that's not... It's not common to have hidden movement, you know, like everyone being a hidden movement. That's yeah. not very common. <coughs> At least even in Captain Sonar, it's only like, you know, a team versus a team, yeah. whereas this is like, can be eight people running around, no one knows where everyone is, so... So yeah, uh, ultimate edition. Get the ultimate edition. Cool, it's a good game. So uh, yesterday I picked up my uh, Kickstarter copy of a game called Santorini. Oh, did you finally arrive? Yeah. Well, I had it. Basically, a group of us went in together mm. on a Kickstarter to get much cheaper delivery, and I think it worked out at like thirty-eight euros for the Kickstarter edition, including delivery. And it was like ten of us, but it was delivered to a guy in Cork. Oh. And so he was up in Dublin yesterday for work, and I went and I picked up my copy. And it's horrendously overproduced. Completely doesn't need oh, it. So it's, but it's so good though. Yeah, but it's it's very nice. Uh, I played a few games last night without any of the special powers, just mm. to kind of get familiar with it. And um, I played it with my wife. She, she was as unimpressed with that as she's been with every game I've introduced her to. <laughs> oh, but she may have just been tired. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think it's. I've been playing a lot of TAC recently as well, which is another kind of abstract strategy game. The TAK one? TAK, yeah. yeah. Based on a novel by a fantasy novel, a guy named Patrick Rothfuss. I don't know. I haven't read his books, but this is a game they play in it, and then he, they've made a game, an actual board game out of it. Hmm. And it's kind of a themeless abstract game like chess, and I really like those games where it's like, you know, there's a lot of emergent gameplay. Is that the right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I do think you need a bit of theme though over everything. Yeah, well, I like think personally, yeah, like Santorini, because I got the Kickstarter edition, it was cheap enough. But uh, I don't think I would pay for it in. It's like fifty bucks or like something. Fifty euros. Yeah. Or something, yeah. I mean, which is still kind of cheap for what you get because you get yeah. It's a lot of plastic in there. Yeah, but, uh, that's a great place to cut the <laughs> end of the game talk and go back to Rampunctious and Jen. So do you want to give us a brief overview of the game, what it's about? Um. Okay. Rampunctious is the game of terrible puns. Um, it's for four or more players, and it's about making the worst possible puns and making your friends cringe. Oh, I love it already. <laughs> uh, how, long, how long have you been working on it? Um, a little bit over a year now. Okay. So we got to playtesting last year around June, and uh, obviously we're devel- well, I was developing it for a little bit before that, and then... Uh, yeah, we just kept more playtesting and then revising the cards and then 
begging Basil to do the art, <laughs> and he eventually started crying and then said yes, and he's regretted it's it ever since. Year. It's been a year, Patrick. I hate puns. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was actually going to be a question later. It was like, do you, do you start to hate your own game after a while? Me? No. Okay. Him? Yes. <laughs> From the start. Straight up, like day one. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's a, a Polish guy, Ignacy Chebyshek, he's designed like Robinson Crusoe and a few other games and he always says that by the end of playtesting he hates his own games and he never wants to play them again. I've definitely had that with like video games and stuff okay. that I've worked on. And But that's because I, I, I used to do a lot of QA testing so after a little while it's just like, no I don't want to play this level again, <laughs> I can literally do it with my eyes closed. <coughs> I think with mechanically dense games that becomes much more of an issue because mm. you're so like every little tiny move or tiny change has to be tested over and over yeah um, whereas with games that are a bit lighter a bit more fun I think you get like it's a lot like for as an example I wouldn't mind playing a hundred games of Avalon in a year yeah but if you told me to play a hundred games of um, I guess uh, what's a big heavy game Archipelago or something, Eclipse or something, or Eclipse yeah. or something like that, or Rex, and a hundred games of that, I'd be a bit like, oh, and that's not even trying to design for it, you know. So, yeah. I think I think you get away a bit with it as long as it's not super dense. Um, at least I think so. I don't know. What do you think? I hope so. Says Jen. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Um, it's also like there's so many different combinations and stuff you can do. So yeah. it's great to get new people in and have the way to people think in different ways and make different associations so they can make different puns out of those and stuff yeah. that I never would have thought of. I have people saying, it's like, oh my god, that's amazing! Where did you come up with that? So Emergent gameplay. That's our, like, that's our buzzword for tonight. <laughs> yeah, I think so. So have you playtested with friends, family, everybody? Anybody? Um, uh, friends, game developer people, uh, random people, people from book clubs that I'm in. I have not played it with family. Because my family don't really like games at all. Yeah, okay, they're the same <laughs> as my family then, yeah. Yeah, my dad will play chess. And that's it. Okay. Should we show yeah. him Hive? See if he likes Hive. If he likes chess, he might like Hive. But liking Hive would have him actually play Hive, which means he'd have to actually play a different game, which he won't do because games are silly. <laughs> but, but he plays chess. Chess isn't a game. <laughs> chess, chess is a lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. So, um, you work, Jen, in digital games as well? Yes. Did you find your experience with digital games helped you with developing Rampunctious? Um, to be honest, no. <laughs> <laughs> there is very little coding in a card game. <laughs> um, I didn't have to find any bugs in it. Uh, it was a lot more enjoyable to do in the card game just like cut out up sheets of paper and play it like that and it's such a different style from the like from everything that I'm used to really mm. but uh, yeah not, not really <laughs> I mean it's playtesting right? like playtesting definitely yeah. for uh, taking feedback and asking certain questions and seeing how stuff goes yeah. but in the actual development process not too much okay um of course, that being said, like the most stuff that I worked on in computer games was like QA and then engines and all this okay, kind of stuff. Yeah. So it wasn't necessarily like, ooh, this design principle. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So Basil, then, kind of, you said you lecture in kind of game design and game. Um, so were you able to kind of see things in the design from that would cross over from digital design or? 
So, um, like, the playtesting was a big thing. So, like, even something as simple as, you know, not telling someone they're wrong when they have feedback on your game yeah. or they're playing it wrong, which is surprisingly really hard to do. And, and a lot of really, really good, well, like, I guess, developers, I would say, um, are really good at making a system or a prototype or something, but really bad at taking feedback. <coughs> so that was one of the, the, the biggest things. So, like, um, just watching when Jen and I were talking about stuff or, or talking about design, um, we never had a thing where like, oh no, that's that's not right. Like we and and that's that's something that's quite hard, I think, to to understand that every bit of feedback is important, but also that not every bit of feedback is going to be useful. So um, feedback from someone who likes. FPSs and he's playing like um, you know Harvest Moon or something mm. or Stardew Valley or whatever um, is probably not as important as someone who would be like more of that kind of ilk you know yeah. um, so that was something that I think at least I saw in Jen was already there you didn't have to kind of like go through that process of understanding that and that's that is a long process but mm. I, no I think so that that did help that part of it mm. um, in terms of mechanics I think you you were always quite adamant to have it quite light in terms of mechanics, right? Like not yeah, it's always going to be loose and loose yeah, scoring and just kind of no crazy out. scoring systems or or kind of like interplays of mechanics or anything like that. So it wasn't it was it was very much designed to be emergent. I think it was what you you did like to to use <laughs> the, yeah, like, <laughs> three times <laughs> emergent has been used. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's. It's a game that players make of how make of like how, how they want to see it. Yeah. And you can and you, and you do see it. Like and people play it very very differently. Um, and it's not something you can do in, for example, chess. There is kind of only one way to play chess, yeah. and that's uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, I think I've I've seen that. So I go to the Dublin play test occasionally, and uh, when I can, and you see that sometimes where you give feedback to someone, and they defend why that you're like well I didn't like this aspect and you're like well that's in there because of this and mm -hmm. they justify why what you what you don't like is there as a way of kind of dismissing sure. your feedback yeah. um, I mean I've done it as well I think one I was testing a game once with uh, with Emmett actually and a group of friends down in Newbridge and they were like oh, well why are we doing this like why why is this like I had red white and black cubes because that's what I had and they were like well it was a game about marketing and they were like what demographics do these represent why are they going you know why am I trying to market this product to them and I was like oh, it doesn't matter <laughs> just play the game just right. play the system and they but for them because they're more thematic gamers it yeah. was quite important early on and I ignore them that's and, interesting that's yeah, a, yeah probably shouldn't have. <laughs> I regretted it later. I had to kind of go back and try fix things a little bit. And some of the feedback that they gave was very beneficial, ultimately, but I didn't like to take it. I definitely found that there's a bit of a balance, especially playing games with other game makers. Mm. And if someone would give you feedback, it's like quite often it's just feedback, but occasionally someone would give you feedback and then want your response to the feedback. And it's you know, just as a seeing where your development is mm. going, how you're thinking of these kind of things, and you're sitting there going, I don't want to tell you you're wrong, but we've come to cross this three times, and we discuss it, and no, but <laughs> thank you for your feedback, and it was great, but no. Yeah. I was just going, that's interesting. 
pretend to write it down in a yeah, yeah, like, like mm, it down. yes, yes. <laughs> Good stuff. And uh, so, have you gotten to test it with any of the students in Pulse or anything? Or yeah, a few of them. <laughs> You're like, uh, you, <laughs> test my game and I'll give you an A. Uh, well, we had a bit of a playtest event here one day, and we had some of the lectures in, and Baz got convinced to play it, <laughs> and uh, a few play. of the students. <laughs> Air quotes, play. <laughs> Just, Just sat sit there, there sit there groaning. <laughs> well, it went really well. It was, it was good fun. Though maybe I gave everyone free sweets that day, so I'm not sure, like, was it actual valid play? And also, the developer shouldn't be playing their own game while <laughs> other people are playtesting. They were playing it for ages, <coughs> and then everyone yeah, asked me to play. Yeah, and then Jen comes in and goes like, oh, amazing pun, oh, amazing <laughs> pun, and then wins her own game. Surprise, surprise. Why, and it's so tempting. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think, it's like a drug dealer shouldn't sample his own goods. No, never. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, do you think? I don't feel like I'm very good at making puns. So, do you think I'm going to be at a disadvantage in this game, or um, like, do you think there's like an outside skill that I can, can be I brought? Can think of a question, Jen, as the as, as a pun a pun challenge Wait, person. Wait, are you just not good at making puns, or do you actively hate puns? Oh, I don't actively hate puns. No. Well, I don't know how. Do you actually enjoy them? Is. Sometimes. Okay, we'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> It's one of those things where it, it, it the pain just the pain is so good, you know. It's oh. like it's like oh, I hate it, but it's so good. So like actually, I found those people, um, and including myself in this, and Jen may disagree, um, are really really quiet. But then when they do come up with one, it's a gem. So I know I've never I never come up with puns. I have never actually since I've been born come but up with a single just, pun. You can be really bad at that then, and then that's you can get a cringe card. Oh, there's cringe. Okay, yeah, that's good. Okay, so um, actually, Basil, if you don't mind me asking, like, it's a game about puns. Um, how do you come up with art and graphic design for something like that? Uh, difficultly. <laughs> that's a word. Um, so it was really hard. Uh, initially, we looked at a lot of kind of similar games, um, games that are of this kind of um, social and wordplay and stuff like that, um, and they either were really, really bare and very kind of, I guess, Bauhaus, I don't know what you call it, like really simple designs, yeah. um, or they would be all really colorful in your face kind of thing, and that, I, I like that, I like the colorful nature of it, especially for a game that was about making stupid puns. And I Amazing puns. Stupid puns. <laughs> Amazing, so you're gonna be, puns. If you're going to be acting like a clown anyway, you might as well have the color to fit it. Um, so that was the first thing. Um, and the color, having something that's very, very colorful was always there, uh, but I also didn't want to be too messy. So there was a lot of um, kind of messy design where it was a lot of different colors slapped over the place. Um, so that's, that was what I started with. Um, for some reason, I don't remember why, I settled on a dawn color palette. Okay. Um, so the colors that are in the game are based on a sunrise. Um, for some reason, I have no idea why. Um, but it, it turned because out puns brighten up your life, just like maybe, the dawn. Maybe, or maybe like <laughs> maybe Jen brightens up your maybe, life. Just like maybe the dawn. the dawn of light makes me. Um, That's a street cleaner passing by, obscuring Basil's remarks about the dawn. <laughs> they're building a fridge or something. I don't know what they're doing down there. Um, oh, so to wrap it up, we're in Bookie. Um, I also <coughs> wanted to be different from any other game style I'd seen. 
Um, and I really like games like Portal and um, that kind of aesthetic. So it's that like 60s vibe, mm. the kind of um, backlight era and white picket fence kind of thing. So I, I looked, I actually looked at a bunch of toasters and <laughs> um, stuff from that era and vacuum cleaners and stuff and tried to figure out what was good about those. So the blue snowball actually kind of follows that kind of design yeah. ethos. Um, and that was in the game. So it was using simple icons and you can see they're simple, but they have a kind of rounded look to them um, to try and emulate that. Yeah, and nice. So like soft corners and, mm. and uh, and solid colors so uh, and then having the actual icons themselves be very messy uh, as a contrast um so that was kind of the very fancy way of saying i, I tried to make it look pretty and, uh, <laughs> <a while. laughs> and jen why did you choose basil <laughs> i'm kidding that's well i know basil i know when i when he cries i like to <laughs> cry <laughs> It's it's just it it was destiny. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's really painful. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, so, what are your plans after Rumpunctious? Like, it's so it'll be kickstarting in March. It'll probably fulfill in September. Yeah, late August, early September. And what do you have another game in the works already, or? Um, I have an idea for a game. Actually, I have an idea. I have ideas for two games. One's a card game. One's a video game. And I'm pretty sure I've only started working on them as a way to procrastinate my Kickstarter yeah. campaign. So hopefully one of them will actually continue afterwards. But yeah. I just kind of see how it goes. Okay. So do you have, um, seeing as you mentioned there, like what was it like to build your Kickstarter campaign? Uh, stressful. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was interesting. Like it was definitely... Um, I've never spent so long on Kickstarter looking up different uh, campaigns and seeing how they done it. Surely don't back enough board games on Kickstarter. I've got quite a few of them, but I tend to use Kickstarter very much like I'll read the tag. If I like the tag, I'll check the rewards and then I'll mm. buy it. Okay. And then I was looking up all the stuff and people saying, oh, you need <coughs> this information. It's like, oh, I never read that. So, but I guess I need it. So, yeah. okay. But um, yeah, the, the longest bit is just getting the video finished because... I shot an ad with um, a few friends that we make short films together yeah. and we all got together to shoot the ad for it and it's just, I've never edited something that long before and put in animations and all this jazz and it's just terrible. <laughs> terrible. Every single time I export it there's something wrong and I have to redo it. <laughs> Welcome to art. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. And so did Basil put together some special graphics for the uh, Kickstarter page, yeah? He did, and they're very, very pretty. Well, for the video, for the other things, he took pictures. And those pictures are very pretty. <laughs> I had to edit them and put them on Photoshop and save them. I, I, I worked, damn it. Good stuff. So do you think, um, like, I mean, ultimately, do you think you'd like to maybe start your own publishing company or just kickstart again. Yeah, she does, because then she can publish my game after I finish it. Yeah, Everyone has been saying that to me, that I should start my own publishing company because I've like researched so much of this. I've had like yeah. three or Might four people well. constantly just say, you know, Jen, you're the new publisher in Dublin for card games. So. Might as well. And then you give as a discount on publishing rates. I, I actually was thinking recently that there might be a space in Ireland for a company that specializes in publishing board games from Irish designers. Yeah, completely. Because there's a pretty good community here. There is, and it's straight like I found out the other day about a game called Are Here Now, which is the Cards Against Humanity Irish version. Yeah. 
did not know it even existed. And I'm crazy about board games. So there completely is someone to market it and to, um, you know, to get it made. Like, it's a really nice quality game, yeah. but it costs, I think, like 37 euros, Oof. including shipping. Oof. So it's ridiculously expensive. Um, and it's, it's nice, but it's basically a Cards Against Humanity. And it, yeah, yeah. it shouldn't cost that much. Um, and that's something a publisher would completely help with, yeah. I think. Publisher like me. Yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be you. I mean... <laughs> you know the way people talk about accidentally falling into jobs yeah, and then doing yeah. things? This is the start of that. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Possibly. Well, I mean, it would be cool, I think. It'd be great, because it's so much hassle. Like, you've been through so much... Oh, God. So much, like, hassle. Like, for, for a physical... Physical games have this gigantic limitation that they're yeah. physical and need to be moved somewhere and printed and made and printed correctly and, it's, it's and find people who'll do prototypes that mm. actually work and get boxed done and just finding the companies that will actually create them and give you quotes and then the shipping and it was all this stuff that I've always thought about for you know digital games just send them a key yeah, and yeah. that's it and now it's how am I supposed to show people this game yeah. if I have three copies <laughs> it is something that's really I don't know something about the board game industry it's just so old school because it's like well it's printed in China and then it actually has to be physically put on a boat mm. yeah. and then it takes like eight weeks to get to Europe I think that's how we like it though because then you know when I back a, a video game I've backed way less video games even though that's the area I work in because it's, it's nice uh, to like oh here's your Steam key okay great I'll download it that's nice and it's instant but when you get that unwrapping feeling yeah, and it's your yeah. first present thing kind of thing there's something about it, like, and, and that's... Well, um, sometimes I feel like now, this is... I'm going to aim this kind of at you, Jen, because this is a hint, hint. It's really frustrating when you see, like, American people on Instagram, like, American reviewers or whatever, unboxing their copies of Scythe or Santorini or whatever, and you're like, the, the European ones are still on the boat. Oh, yeah. You know, it kind of takes away from that, like, a, a physical unwrapping of your copy when it arrives, because you've kind of vicariously lived through the unpacking through all these other people oh you think you, well I, I kind of get resentful sometimes <laughs> I, I never because like it's your your little soldier and it never looks as good as it does you know in real life um no I'm kidding <laughs> like no pressure seriously well, pressure give me my game <laughs> well it'll be shipped from EU so <laughs> yeah it's yeah, gonna it be yeah. shipped from Dublin so you're gonna get yours like really quick <laughs> are you gonna do the shipping yourself the fulfillment yourself um, I hope you have a big apartment. <laughs> House. <laughs> House. <laughs> Fortunately, my parents are like, yeah, we can just clear out a room. You can put all the games there. Oh, so, lovely. Yeah, they're getting shipped here from China, and then we're doing the fulfillment. So that's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, it'll take a while. But you'll, you'll probably get yours first, being a Dublin person. <laughs> yeah. Just don't get it sent to my work. So what, what, what is your going to be your, your funding goal? The funding goal is 10000 10,000, and that will be how many copies, roughly? Um, at the base tier... Wait, Street Cleaner's coming back. <laughs> Seriously, miss the spot. Yeah. <laughs> or he's just going up and down the same street over and over again, <laughs> pretending he's working. Maybe he's just really interested in what we're saying. That is definitely yeah. it, yeah. Yeah. Maybe he's, he's seen the, the, the lovely dawn colour scheme from outside and just wants <laughs> to pick it up. Um, sorry, anyway. Um... Sorry, do you mean how many do we need to sell to get it, or how many are we getting printed? Um, well, why don't we go do both? Okay, so the 10,000 will get us a 1,000 copies of the main game and 
all the Kickstarter exclusive uh, expansions that we need. And to get it funded, we have to sell between 300 and 350 copies of okay. the game, depending on if you go for the ba just the base game on its own or the base game with the expansion. So there will be a Kickstarter exclusive expansion? There will be. Ooh. And will there be delicious, delicious stretch goals? Ooh, maybe. <laughs> you got to create... Well, I mean, I think you're, uh, you're onto a winner there with your... Kickstarter exclusive expansion. You have to create that fear of missing out. You know? yeah, yeah, definitely. It's like I got a monikers thing, and I was kind of like, oh, I don't know, I have so many monikers. I, I would have got it anyway, but then when they sent out an update saying, yeah, you know what, guys, we're gonna throw in this thing for free, only for you guys. I was like, yeah, Let's yeah, double down on that, like buy two copies. And there's a new, there's a game on Kickstarter at the moment called Rising Sun. Mm. It's by the same guy who directed uh, Blood Rage. Lots of miniatures. And I kind of backed it, and I'm like, oh, it's very expensive, and they haven't really done a gameplay video. Um, I'm kind of skeptical, because apparently there's negotiation in it. I don't know how, how, how I feel about negotiation, because I'm not very good at it. And, uh, but now they've like blown past a load of stretch goals, and there's all these miniatures that are Kickstarter exclusives that they're adding in, and I'm like, now I have this fear <laughs> that if I cancel it, and then the game's good, mm. I'm going to be missing all yeah. these pieces. You know, and it's... it's and you never use the pieces anyway. Like, no, no. But I, I have I bought Blood Rage at retail, and that was a big Kickstarter, and there was loads of exclusives in it. And they even replaced some of the cardboard tokens with plastic tokens. Mm. And now, when certain I played with certain people, not Emmett, other people, <laughs> they're like, oh, it's not as nice as X's Kickstarter edition, which has all the plastic tokens and stuff. And I'm See, like, well, F you, man. <laughs> See, this is why I have, a, I have a bit of a problem with goals and Kickstarter exclusive stuff even though like it is completely something you should do because um, like one of the first experiences I ever had with board games was Avalon and that has a bunch of Kickstarter exclusive stuff that you can't even buy you can't even like I had to make a fake copy of it kind oh, of like wow. it's a uh, Excalibur and um, Lancelot doesn't exist in the base game at all it's almost it's like they're exclusive to Kickstarter I know but usually you can you there's some way of getting it but it was so hush hush that nobody even know a lot of people don't even know it exists um, except people who got who backed the Kickstarter um, and stuff like that like it actually adds a lot to the game yeah. right? it adds a huge amount um, and there are games where you could argue not having a Kickstarter exclusive makes the game much lesser what is oh hey it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah a, a much a much lesser experience than yeah. what it could be that, that's I don't think that's right. Yeah. I think Kickstarter exclusive should be nice to have, but not something that has a huge mechanical yeah. impact on the game. Yeah, and nothing worse than when you see a game and they're like, oh, it's a four-player game, and then one of the stretch goals is like, say, add a fifth player. Right. We have all these extra components, completely play-tested and everything, don't change the rules. And it's like, so you're saying to me that you removed a key part of the gameplay, yeah. mm. like a fifth player, just to try and convince people to throw money at it, like it, that really bugs me. Oh, we should do that. <laughs> just change it from like four plus players to three plus players to the retail edition. You know what? We should just <coughs> sell each deck separately. It's like you only get the topics, and then exclusive, do, you'll get the scenarios oh, too. Oh, we do magic bumper packs. <laughs> See, guard decks. There we go. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I have any more questions. Yeah, do, do you guys want us to talk about anything specific in relation to the Kickstarter? Or Rampunctious? Or just general self-promotion? If people could share the Kickstarter, that would be amazing. Like, a, even if even if it's 
not something for you or even if it's not something that um, you're super interested in but like just a simple share would be amazing and really help us out a lot or anyone who who you, you guys think would be interested in the game like that would completely help a ton like it's um, Kickstarter is very much word of mouth right like um, a lot of a lot of okay. Kickstarters is yeah, you know, like people who like the game telling other people who like the game hey there's this thing that you can get and that would be super helpful so then where can people find you on all the social medias and websites all the social media Facebooks and um, stuff on Facebook and Twitter we are rambunctious uh, which is rambunctious with, with a pun, pun <laughs> instead of bun yes yeah um, and then we have our website which is just you can either go for rampunctious.com or rampunctious, which is the .us. Ah, very nice. You're crafty like yeah. That. Um, and yeah, I uh, tweet lots and lots of really bad puns from the Twitter account. Good stuff. And there's lots of really cringy pun images on the Facebook account. I've seen those; they're fantastic. I thank you. <laughs> they are really fantastic. Really Basil's enthusiasm is overwhelming here. <laughs> So uh, yeah, if you like that kind of stuff, it'd be great if you liked and followed and all that jazz. I'm not very good at the self-promotion thing. You <laughs> <laughs> usually just start yelling, like, the Kickstarter! Game. <laughs> like, I have to, I've tried to promote the podcast and stuff on my Facebook, and it's just like, every time I click share, it's like, uh, look what I wrote, or <laughs> look, listen to me talk for an hour, or whatever, it's just, it feels so bad. So I always No, it's like, I think it's completely fine. It's a, I mean, as long as you're not spamming... It's basically the all the thing. No, it's once a week, but exactly. it's the only thing I post on Facebook. Basically, yeah, like, I mean, look at some of the stuff people post, man. Like, this is what I had for lunch. Yeah, I'd true. rather listen to a podcast than and look at someone's half-eaten hamburger. Yeah, that's true. What I mean, really? I'm sorry, Jeff. I'm sorry, have to be this way, but and there's just so much negativity as well these days with the uh, all the politics and stuff. It's just like yeah, mm-hmm. so. There you go. To get a break from the politics, follow around Punctious on Facebook and get incredible puns instead. Really bad. Terrible puns. Absolutely amazing puns. Will we go see if we can hustle up some people and play a quick game and record it? Yeah. yeah sounds good. And uh, we can see if we can make that work Conveniently, as well. I have students in waiting the wings. <laughs> There's students in a college? Okay. <laughs> I should introduce myself. Hi, I'm Patrick. Nice hey, to meet you all. Um, we're going to do a play test of Rampunctious and try working into a podcast. So will we do a quick introduction of all the players? Nah, you don't need to know them. They're just students. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even have names. Stupid questions. <laughs> student one. <laughs> I'm Grace. I'm a student here. Student 1A, I call him. Thanks. My Snapchat is. We don't care about you. We only care about Jen. Uh, I'm Claudio. Claudio. Likewise, a student. <laughs> James, a student. James, student. I'm Keen Larkin. Student. student. <laughs> I'm Jen, you might remember me from earlier. Yeah. And I'm Baz. Just <laughs> watching. Yeah. Oh, if you hear someone no. crying, it's Is this Baz. the podcast you accidentally insulted him in? No, this is a different podcast. Oh, all right, okay. <laughs> oh, we haven't insulted you, Patrick. Uh, no, but we insulted Get used to it. We're playing it on puns, you're going to get insulted. That's fine, I'm, I'm perfectly okay with that. You, uh, the, I usually record this with another guy and he insults me all the time but he's not here today so I'm kind of missing it so <laughs> <laughs> okay Jen over yeah. to you so the game has three decks of cards they are topic cards scenario cards and cringe cards 
To start, everybody gets a hand of five topic cards. And these are all pretty normal things. They're either like cats and trees or they're pop culture references. Showing off to the non-existent camera. Once everybody has their hand, the person who can make the best pun out of their own name becomes the pundit for the first round. The pundit takes a scenario card and reads it aloud to the group. Each scenario card has a unique and ridiculous scenario, situation, or question on it. The pundit chooses a topic card from their hand to play with them. And then everyone else in the group has to take the topic and make as many puns about it as possible while talking about the scenario. Whoever makes the best, most, or worst puns wins the scenario card as a point. The first person to 10 points wins. Now the third deck is the cringe deck. And these are a shameful honor. If you make a pun so bad that everybody cringes, groans in disgust, and just curses your name, then you can be awarded a cringe card democratically by the group, and this is an extra point. I just realized I don't think I know what a pun is. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, I'm so I'm in so much trouble right now. I'm just panicking. Slightly scared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. Well, do you want to go as pundit first? Because the pundit doesn't have to make a pun in the first in each of their rounds. So. Oh my god! So yes, yeah, everybody gets five topics. Okay, you can distribute some. Yeah, we'll distribute some. cards. One, two, three, four. I'm not playing, right? I'm just watching. You can play if you want, guys. I won't uh, stop you. No, I'm fine. You have to play. What? Why? I'm because a because I'm an independent playtester. Excuse me. I am <laughs> observing. Yep. Okay. So I take a scenario card. Yep. Do I, I read it out loud? Yep. Yep. <laughs> first aid kits are offensive to doctors. So first aid kits are offensive to doctors. First aid kits. Kits. Oh, kits. All oh. oh, right. Kids are also <laughs> offensive to doctors, but for different reasons. So now you pick a topic from your hand that people are going to make puns about while talking about how first aid kits are offensive to doctors. Okay. Um, <laughs> sheep and slash or goats. Sheep or goats. Mm. Excellent. I like <laughs> this situation I've put you all in. <laughs> I have to say, first aid kits, they're a bad idea. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Okay, I see. I get where I get this. Now. <laughs> God damn! Shit. This is so hard. <laughs> I'm trying to remember if there's another uh, meaning for goats. <laughs> I think there might be. Is there a kid? You have to go deeper. A kid? Yeah, yeah. Because kids are baby goats, right? No, no, no. That's not what I was going for. That's not what I It's something like first aid kids really goat on doctors because I thought isn't goat like. Goat. Goat. Oh, Goat. Goat. Shit. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it could have been a thing. You could have used it. Could have. You still can't. That's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> Such witty puns. Yeah. <laughs> so I get the point, yeah? <laughs> no. Yeah, <you> <laughs> <laughs> you can do this, Chris. Uh, we believe in you. Just was it. Silence can be cut out, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I might have an idea. Go for it. First day kits are offensive to doctors because they take a long time shipping. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. Shipping. Oh, I'm, <laughs> glad you, I'm glad you picked an easy one for a snake. Uh, yeah. 
the first one just like <laughs> automatically the hardest one. <laughs> well, I could have. Nah, I've revealed my hand. <laughs> oh. I mean, doctors just feel like they're getting fleeced. Whoa! Do you think when they look at a first aid kit, they're like, ew? That's pretty good. That's very good. See, I'm okay with those ones because it it's. Creative. I have this thing. It's word. That's wordplay because it. That's actually a word. <laughs> genuinely <laughs> hate puns, don't you? Is that a gen genuinely? Like generally, he does, but um, we want to go gently on him. <laughs> come on Chris I feel like I'm going to struggle on this big time <laughs> we can see the vein pop in your forehead <laughs> trying to think of a pun <laughs> well if you don't think if you can't think of one you don't have to go in a round and the pun to choose is when the round ends so if you're completely stuck and you can't think of anything that's okay <laughs> okay we'll, we'll end the round there then yeah. alright who you think deserves the point then I'd say Hey, get <laughs> what are you doing? Chris? Yeah, I mean, I would give it to Jen. Jen's were pretty good, but I think she's that's what she expects. So I'm gonna. Okay. Uh, yeah. like so he gets <laughs> this blue card as a point, right? Yeah. Oh, you yes. keep it in front of you. And I guess does that stage stay in the middle? Or? Uh, just discard pile. Cool. Discard pile. So who's the pundit now? Pundit ship goes clockwise. Oh. Uh oh. So the scenario. Yeah. Okay. Reinventing the wheel. Reinventing the wheel. Okay. okay. Batman including villains. Batman including villains. Oh. You just think of the, the worst Batman villain ever. <laughs> just all he does is reinvent the wheel all day. He doesn't actually do any crimes. <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> that was a really bad joke there. <laughs> I just joked. <laughs> <laughs> if someone reinvented the wheel, I feel like they'd be a bit of a joker though. Way. Oh. That one's like a yeah. <laughs> I decided to, you know, remake the wheel because interest in the original was waning. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> I'd like to vote for a cringe card. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would probably back that yeah. up. Yeah. Anybody else for a cringe card? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes! <laughs> um, reinventing the wheel makes it difficult. Yeah. Yeah, because it was a, just inventing the wheel would be so well, if it was just <laughs> if it was just wheel, I could make like a wheelie bad joke, you know. Yeah. But <laughs> it's hard to be finesse with these things. You need to use Bruce Force. Uh, oh, even in the game. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> can we give? I can like I this game when I want to. Okay. Chris, you're doing really well here. Well, Chris doesn't make the puns now. He's yeah, he's a, he's a czar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah true. Oh, I don't. I've been thinking. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You just have to joke. You, can't, you can get a cringe card, though. If it's really bad. You yeah. can still get a cringe card. And you decide when the round's over. It's just a baddie idea. Oh. <laughs> 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 Why don't Batman's villains reinvent the wheels? Because they're afraid of, afraid of the consequences. <laughs> 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 Oh, sorry. Uh, I hang my head in shame. That was really good. <laughs> it's okay, we each other. I, I love looking at the uh, the audio feed. There's just like all these giant spikes. Editing the songs out of this is going to be That's not my job. The other guy does the editing. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think just like every single Batman. 
Yeah. Scarecrows. Poison Ivy. Poison Ivy. I think, I think this, this particular this combination is the Bane of Batman. Tapestry Man. Oh. Tapestry Man. There was a Batman villain from the Golden Age. Oh, was that a Tapestry Man? But Golden Age doesn't count. That's just everything. Oh, the weird shit happened there. Yeah. Goes with the juggler. I'd say oh, next round. Next round. Yeah, you can call it. You can call it. So, who gets the card? Uh, yeah. 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 Oh. Oh. <laughs> I don't know, I think it's pretty illuminating. Oh. Ooh, I'm not, I'm not playing, guys! <laughs> <laughs> the fun card is military tactics. <laughs> <laughs> it really was a bright idea, just labeling everybody like that. Mm, no. It's not that great to generalize. I think so. You can, I think you can still get a cringe card. General. General. Yeah, that's the best too. Precisely general. Like, oh. Well, not going first was your first yeah. major mistake. No. <laughs> I think your opinions have to stay private on this. <laughs> Why can I do it today? <laughs> what happened? What are you doing? Trying to make puns. Oh. It's up to all sorts of Master Chief. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Mischief. Yeah. No, no, it works. If it doesn't involve both the topic and the scenario, you get shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think this is a fun game or something? Yeah, you're playing for time. your life. <laughs> <laughs> kind of scared. Like we're death with puns. I'm trying really hard. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Military <laughs> shit. <laughs> okay. I want to do another one, but I feel bad. <laughs> you could say that, you know, people who promote life Light bulbs, it's a real admirable job. No, I was oh. gonna say admiral! <laughs> 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 um, oh god, um. Lieutenant, <laughs> you are majorly good at this game, Jay. Broken light bulbs is a form of corporal punishment? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> okay. Is commando is commando a, a, yeah, a title? I guess no, so. Yeah. Is, is it a rank? Is it more of no. a <laughs> not a rank, but oh, it's a title. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm oh yeah. Thank you. To get supposed <laughs> 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 to Yeah. I'd really like to achieve making a good pun. Chief. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, by the way, I'm it was a dark day when I was promoted to lieutenant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is really hard, yeah. <laughs> so it is definitely going to be easier ones. Oh, I think I think we all needed at least one beer before we started playing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I needed one because I'm over thirty. You guys probably needed like five. <laughs> I think tolerance lives in all Irish people at this point. <laughs> Should they finish the round? Yeah. 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 Please. So first <laughs> class. Let's stop the pain and <laughs> finish. The gem. The best one. Good question. Give it to yourself. Didn't even make one. I guess Jen. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you're at an unfair advantage here. Yeah. <laughs> what? Well, I might have played it once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> 
repainting the system. Oh, re- <laughs> repainting. Repainting the system. Chapel. I always thought it was at 16th Chapel. I uh, found out recently. <laughs> <laughs> Were you like, it's like at 16th, the other 15th? Genuinely, I went to fucking Catholic limbs. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Oh. He really put his foot in it. Oh. <laughs> well, the, the the job did cost an arm and a leg. Oh. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you got a good kick out of it? Oh, nice. <laughs> Had his head in the clouds the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think this has been the most successful yeah. episode. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say one? Am I allowed yeah. to? Yeah. 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 I'm going to go out and, and think they should have painted it purple. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wasn't as good as that. <laughs> you can't put my finger on it, but just something about it isn't right. Yeah. Can I put my finger on it? Yeah, that's the point. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think that's the point of the game. <laughs> uh, yeah, you really have to toe the line. <laughs> Why do you keep using stuff that I'm about to use? <laughs> <laughs> I've been holding off using anything this round. I've got a feeling that, like, over to the development of the game, all of her pun power has seeped into you. <laughs> so you're like, the, you're like osmosis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> osmosis with puns. But like, like a Sith master. She osmosis just, like, could be a good ahead. scenario. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sit in the corner, the artist. Yeah. <laughs> Is there pictures on these? Oh, oh yeah, there's some the icons and stuff, yeah. yeah. There'll be cringe cards as well. Uh, but they're, they're, but they're those pictures. Yeah, they're <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you want to call it? Mm. Do you call it? Yeah, I think we're going to call it. Yeah. Okay. I really liked your one for some reason. It had the clouds one. Yeah. I don't know why. I really liked that one, so... Let's go with that one. Awesome. <laughs> Okie doke. Alright. <coughs> Teaching Vladimir Putin to hunt. Teaching oh, Vladimir Putin to hunt. Good. And... That's a perfect card for that one. Yeah. I have oh, a couple that could <laughs> if this be very, very good, good for you guys making puns. So naturally, I won't pick those. Oh. <laughs> Why not? Because <laughs> that means everybody else could uh, Iron Man. Iron Man teaching Vladimir Putin to hunt. I really need to be. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a pun? Or <laughs> no, that's just seriousness. Um, Iron Man teaching Vladimir. Yeah, or I actually yeah shit. So I feel start like I should have that. Yeah. Oh, stark <laughs> naked. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. Song. You're good about that, do you? <laughs> it's a great, uh, great date game. You know what I mean, break the ice. Yeah, yeah. it would be right. Yeah, yeah, you'd sit in silence for half of it trying to. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was better than sitting in silence great. thinking of nothing. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah, have a few drinks, please. Good okay. yeah. You can bring it on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, please come on. Why are you opening the college for you guys? Like, just. Um, this is so fucking hard. This is difficult. Someone do with the Iron Curtain guy. Like come on. Oh, that would be good if you hadn't told that. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you doing this to us? <laughs> that was one of the good ones. It was that or Lord of the Rings. I mean, 
probably gonna get probably gonna get more weird names there. Yeah. After you shoot it, you take your knife and put it in the animal. Oh. 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 Right, I think I'm just gonna have to call it and yeah. give it. To who was the only one to make a pun, I believe? Or did you have one? I have you many. Awarded, you have many. Awarded and then. I have one really, really bad one, so just award it and then I'll say my really bad one. What was the really bad one? Give it to him. Well, he wasn't that like, great when I started teaching him. I had to tell him <laughs> where it wasn't a kill shot. I was like, okay, toe, knee. Oh, oh my god. god. That was, you should feel bad <laughs> for that. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> okay, so the scenario is plants, yay or nay? Plants, plants yay, yay or nay. nay. Plants. Okay. Plants. And the topic is rock or heavy metal music? Uh, not any plants for the concert? <laughs> There's something there. Something with Savage Garden, but I can't think of anything. Well, I'm just thinking of like a, like a rock in a garden. <laughs> <laughs> or like <laughs> music with rocks or something. Or uh, I really hate that sappy rock music. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you guys like that one? Yeah, yeah. I'm good. Oh, you just got it. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually alright. <laughs> the thing about uh, yeah, sappy rock music really. I think there's something starting to sprout in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No. It's really, a uh, rock hard just, topic, just, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> Every method is good. It really grows on you. Oh, <laughs> oh that's a good one. But when you're looking for it, you have to really weed out for the good rock music. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or listen to rock music on weed, is that's good too. <laughs> but there is stoner metal. <laughs> no, I'm for plants except for those red hot chili peppers. Yeah. Ooh, nice. <laughs> I always thought plants would be better if they were more metallic. Uh <laughs> what? Metallica. Well, to be better, they're more metallic. No, no, I'm sorry. Jen made a bad pun, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it happens occasionally, okay? <laughs> they can't all be fabulous. No, that's it. We're shutting down the Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> the, the game of terrible puns. Yeah, you know I'm changing those. Oh, uh, <laughs> Rock around the Christmas tree. <laughs> 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 Such effort. I know, I've been thinking since. Like, so. <laughs> I'm pretty happy with that one, correct? <laughs> it is a flat. <laughs> I think you may have killed Basil. <laughs> Does that deserve a cringe card? <laughs> well, I think I'm just going to give him the point for Basil. Oh, Hey everybody, Future Patrick here again. Thank you for listening to the podcast and the playthrough of Rampunctious. I hope you enjoyed it. I have to say, 
One thing I really liked about Rampunctious, as opposed to something like Cards Against Humanity, was that the cards act as prompts and leave a lot of the humour and the groans and the cringeworthiness up to the players. So with a group of friends that you know really well, I can imagine it being an incredible game. It's on Kickstarter now, as we said, and it's currently over halfway to being funded. So I'd really encourage you to go and have a look and to support another Irish developer. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll speak to you soon.